0: Welcome to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. Mr. Bronchick is an attorney, best selling author, and a real estate investor with 25 years' experience. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com. The topic is this morning seven ways to do lease options. And I want to first talk about why this is important because changing markets require more tools for success to put deals together so we we're at the point where the market is changing it's it's depending on the neighborhood things are flattening some going down some still going up and going forward uh, it's not exactly clear what's going to happen. Uh, the market may um, flatten more uh, for a while, and then go up. It might go down, then go up. It might uh, do nothing. It might do a combination, depending on what uh, local submarket you're in or city you're in. So, it, what I think is is important is that when you're in changing markets, you have to have more tools, more strategies, so you can beat out your competition by offering more solutions. Most investors know how to use, basically, the equivalent of a hammer. Buy, fix, and flip, buy, fix, and rent. Um, And I think having some more creative solutions for people to solve their problems gives you uh, the ability To find more deals by recognizing more opportunities for using strategies like those I'm going to talk about this morning, okay? So um, lease option, let's start with the basics. A lease option is a lease and an option. Now, uh, sometimes we call it rent to own or lease purchase. Those are all basically the same thing, they're just different ways to market what it is that you're doing depending on what side of the equation you're on so when we're dealing with a consumer tenant we might say rent to own uh when we're dealing with a seller uh who wants to hear his property is going to be closed soon i might say lease purchase uh although lease option is not exactly the same thing i'll explain the difference in a moment but it's a matter of semantics. Okay, so a lease is simple. A lease is two things it is an, uh, an agreement, it is a contract regarding the possession of land um, or a structure, and it is also an interest in real estate. Now, what I, what I mean by that is we're used to getting ownership of real estate with all the rights to it, what we call the bundle of rights. That's called fee simple. That means you own everything. You have the right to possess. You have the right to build. You have the right to pay taxes. Um, you're subject to all zoning restrictions and rules. Uh, you have air rights. You may or may not have water rights or mineral rights. There's so many rights to property, okay? So a lease is is something that gives or, or you get, depending on what side of the equation you're on, an interest in real estate, a possessory interest. And it's also a contract. Now, a lease has to be in writing uh, under what's called the statute of frauds to be enforceable for more than a year. So you can have an oral lease for less than a year. Uh, that is enforceable. Uh, anything more than a year, it has to be in writing to be enforceable. Which is uh, a lot of a lot of people don't understand that that um, sometimes, like when a lease expires, you can have an oral month-to-month, and that's just as enforceable um, as a, as a written one. Okay, so a lease is is usually both. It's usually an interest in real estate. It's usually in a contract. An option is the right to do something, okay, or not to do something. So. That's – let's compare that to a regular purchase contract. A purchase contract um, has two sides to it, seller-buyer. Seller agrees to sell, buyer agrees to buy. It's bilateral. Both parties have uh, a promise they've made, and they can be held to it. An option – now, by the way, an option – To purchase is just one type of option. You can have an option to renew, you can have an option to uh, extend, you can have all kinds of options, but in the context of our discussion, we're talking about a purchase option. A purchase option is a unilateral or one-way agreement. So the seller has the obligation to sell, the buyer has the right, but not the obligation to buy. That's why it's one-sided. The buyer can exercise the option or to buy or can choose to not exercise the option. And I think that's very favorable towards a buyer, especially in a changing market where if you bought the property now and had a 30-year commitment on a mortgage and it went down in value uh, over the next few years and you planned on moving in the next few years, that might not be good. Whereas having an option to buy at a fixed price for that five-year period, if things didn't work out, you could just walk away from the option because you're not obligated. You have the right but not the obligation to buy. Okay. So typically an option is, is, is put in writing. That's uh, – it's not real estate, technically, an interest in real estate. It's it's personal right. It's a, like personal property. So you could have an option that's not in writing, but it'd be hard to enforce. An option should, and in most cases, is in writing. And you can combine that either in one agreement, lease option, lease with option to purchase, or you can have two separate agreements, a lease and an option to purchase. I'll tell you in a little while why um, we would do it one way versus the other. Now, lease purchase is a lease and a purchase agreement, which is technically a two-way agreement, not a one-way agreement. So legally, it really is different than a lease with option because the buyer has committed to buy. And if he doesn't, he's in breach. But in a typical purchase contract, It's going to say that if the buyer doesn't complete the purchase, he loses his earnest money, and that's it. So as a practical matter, it's no different than a lease with option. You put up option money for an option to purchase. You don't exercise it. You lose your option consideration. You sign a contract to purchase. You put down earnest money. There's a liquidated damages provision, which says that if you don't buy, all the seller could do is keep your money. You don't buy, he keeps your money. As a practical matter, there's no difference. But as a as a way of um, commitment when you're dealing with a seller, it may sound better to him or her when you say lease purchase than when you say lease option. Do you understand that? So as it's almost like a, a way of marketing it that it sounds more committal than option. Option sounds fuzzy, sounds wishy-washy. Purchase sounds more committal, like you're more committed to buying the property, okay? But as a practical matter, there's really no difference. Okay, Um, now in the uh, lease options course and the creative financing course uh, on LegalWiz.com, when you log in, there's all kinds of different ways of doing lease options that I talk about. And I'm going to talk about seven different ways to do lease options in this discussion. So. Pay attention carefully, write good notes. The first one is a principal residence lease option. This would be a scenario where you want to live in the home. Now, why wouldn't you just buy it as opposed to leasing it with an option? Well, it could be a number of reasons. You You had a bankruptcy or a foreclosure recently, you need more time to get a loan. You want to try the neighborhood out, like try before you buy, see if you like it. Okay, it could be that you just moved into town and you got to lease a house for your family, you got a new job, but you don't want to just lease, you want to have a right to buy with that, so you do a lease option. So there's a lot of reasons why a buyer would do a lease option as opposed to either a straight lease or uh, a purchase outright. And in fact, if you're the tenant slash buyer under a lease option agreement, I, I, I don't see almost any reason why you would not want an option to buy as opposed to just being a straight tenant, unless we're talking about an apartment unit, you know, that's a little different. But um, if you're a, a looking to lease a house as an individual to live in, there's, There's really no harm and and so many upsides to get an option to purchase, uh, at least if the terms are favorable to you. I mean, if the seller wants an extra $20,000 for the option to buy, I don't know if that's worth it. Um, Well, it depends. I guess if uh, he was willing to sell it to you for a half a million dollars on the market, it might be worth it. Um, But in most cases, probably not. Okay. so a principal residence lease option you would lease it as a tenant and have an option to purchase. The lease could be market rent or it could be something you've negotiated. Now if you find a motivated seller who typically someone with an expired listing, doesn't have a lot of equity, really wants to sell but doesn't just just can't make the payments every month that they've been making for the last 6 months while the property is listed and not selling, but they have a really low mortgage interest rate, so their payment on the mortgage, principal, interest, taxes, insurance, is less than market rent. So you can offer a deal where you say to the to the owner, listen, I'll pay you um, exactly what uh, your mortgage payment is to cover your mortgage every month. Um The seller, in this case the owner, may not really be looking to make a profit as a rental, and it's not going to work very well for a professional landlord. But if you come across a seller, especially a seller or landlord advertising on Craigslist for sale or lease, what they're saying is, I really want to sell it, I'm having trouble, I can't carry the payments in the meantime okay? So for sale or lease. Now, if the ad says lease with option or rent to own, that's probably an investor like me. (laughs) You probably don't want to call that one. um, If you want a deal, that is. If you see an ad that says for rent or sale or for sale or lease, you can pretty much guarantee that's a prime candidate um, for you to lease option a property. And hopefully you'd be able to get the rent at, at what his mortgage payment is every month, which is hopefully uh, lower than market rent, okay? And then you would negotiate an option. And if the property didn't have a lot of equity, then the option price would be simply the balance of his mortgage. Now, let's say, let's use some you know rough numbers. Let's say the property is worth five hundred they owe 470 which is essentially no equity because if you sell that with a realtor you, with the realtor fees you're barely breaking even after paying off the mortgage and paying the realtor fees and closing costs so you can get an option for 470 to purchase it And if that market is going up over the next few years, you expect it to, and you have a right to buy it at a fixed price now for three or four or five years, however long you can negotiate, then that's favorable to you. Now, if the market happens to go down, then no big deal. You paid less than market rent to live there. Not a big deal. If the option uh, is fixed and the price or value of the property goes up, or you force it up by doing improvements, you know, cleaning it up, painting it, adding, you know, more utility to the house, and you, you can get the value up. Then at the end of the the lease or any time therein, you have many, many, many opportunities. One could be you exercise the option, get a new loan. OK, keep continue living there. Another scenario might be that you sell the option to somebody else, like someone else who wants to buy it and live it there. You could um, sublet the property, as we'll talk about in a little moment, and charge market rent, which would be higher than the Payment you're making to the landlord. So, if rents you're expecting to go up in the neighborhood and values are expecting to go up, having a fixed option price up front, typically the balance of the mortgage, is going to be beneficial to you. Now, we need someone who's a motivated seller to, to make this happen and make this favorable. Uh, a lot of sellers will do lease option, but they may say, Well, I'll sell it to you for whatever it appraises for when you buy it. And I want fifteen thousand dollars upfront option money non-refundable you know that's that's not exactly a deal if you if, if you are the tenant okay so you want to get something where it's more like a lease first and security or first and last and a fixed option price for the balance of the mortgage okay you can even you can even say the option price is tied to the balance of the mortgage. Whatever it may be, when you exercise, so in three or four years, the mortgage balance declines, and therefore your option price is uh, to buy is whatever the uh, uh, balance of the mortgage is. Now, if the seller has more equity, maybe maybe he owes four hundred and it's worth five hundred. You could do the same four seventy price, but you could say that, well, if I pay twenty five hundred dollars a month in rent, then for every payment I make, I get a five hundred dollar credit off the purchase price, so that's uh, six thousand a year over three years, eighteen thousand, and that not bad. Plus the thirty thousand in equity, even if it doesn't go up in value, All right? So there's so many variables that you can do if you're uh, a person who doesn't mind moving. You know, maybe your kids are grown, or you don't have kids, and you don't mind moving every three or four years. You can do this principal residence lease option and then sell the option to somebody else for a profit, um, and then move on to the next property. Does that make sense? Now, the profit you make on that wouldn't be excluded from capital gains as if you owned the property it would be, uh, because you're still a tenant the IRS looks at this as landlord tenant until you exercise the option. So you're not going to get the exclusion from the capital gains that you normally would when you buy a house and live there for two years. Okay. But still not a bad deal. If you can pay lower than market rent, get in with just first and last, um, take advantage of, potential appreciation or forced appreciation and also hedge your bet against a bad market if, because if it goes bad you just don't exercise the option but you got to live there and pay below market rent in the meantime so it's not a, it's a kind of a win-win you know it's whether you make uh, a good deal or it ends up being a great deal and you know, there's really no downside for you okay So, think about that if you're thinking about moving somewhere new to a house and thinking about renting, consider a lease option. Uh, The second one is the landlord lease option. This is from the other side of the equation. You own the property, you're the landlord. Um, So, you could offer instead of straight rental, you can offer a rent to own to a tenant buyer. And now, instead of charging rent to cover your mortgage payment, you're going to charge market rent. You're also going to get two, three, four percent down as non-refundable deposit. Okay? Non-refundable. That means if they buy the property, you keep it. If they don't, you keep it. Either way. So you if they if they buy the property, they exercise the option, you credit whatever they gave you down off of the purchase price if they don't exercise you keep it and they forfeit it okay whereas in the other scenario when you were the tenant you just got gave first and last uh, rent okay uh, also the in terms of the price there's a lot of ways to do it you can do it uh, what it appraises for when they exercise or you can take your best guess and, if you're in a market that you think might appreciate 5% a year for the next three years, then maybe you mark it up 5 to 8%, 10%. You know, you're selling at tomorrow's price, okay? Now, if it doesn't appraise, the market goes flat or goes down, You it there's, there's a couple of scenarios. One is you tell the tenant buyer, tough luck. I mean, it's not my fault the values went down. Um we agreed on a price and that's what it was or you could drop the price at that point and just uh, make less profit whatever you know you decide you think is fair and equitable and uh, profitable for you at the time okay the next one is the sandwich lease option and that's where we it's sort of a, a hybrid between the first two we're going to lease a property from an owner under a master lease, meaning you're not going to live in it. You have the option to buy for the balance of the mortgage. You pay the seller the his mortgage payment every month as rent, and hopefully, well, ideally, that would be below market rent, and the option price for the balance of the mortgage is below the value. Then you sublet it to a tenant at market rent, and you offer that subtenant the option to buy from you at market price, either market price today or market price in the future or appraised value, whatever you want to do. So you're making a spread. There's three profit centers there. One is um, when you lease from the owner, you're only putting down maybe first month's rent. When you're subletting to the subtenant, you're getting you know two or three uh, percent non-refundable deposit. Okay, that's one profit. The second one is you're collecting market rent from the subtenant and you're paying less than that to the owner. Okay, a couple hundred bucks a month, not bad on a property you don't own. And the third profit center is when the tenant is ready to exercise his option and buy the house. You go back to the owner and say, "I'm ready to buy from you," and then you back to back basically flip it to the subtenant, and then there's a should be a difference in in price there um uh and you can make yourself an extra you know 10 20 30 depending on uh thirty thousand, depending on the value of the house and what you've negotiated so that that's a good um scenario for um uh a, a house that's in good shape that has a low mortgage payment that you can lock in for a couple of years how long should you get of a lease option from the owner well the short answer is as long as possible but do you really want to be tied to a 10-year lease if it goes bad so you could get let's say a 5-year lease with an option to renew for another 5 how long of an option should you give your tenant 2 years maybe 3 at most just in case they don't buy you want you know room to find somebody else who might do the lease option and buy okay Now, the next one, number four, is what I call the Texas lease option. Um, Now, this is the way it's done in Texas, because in Texas, they have rules against doing um, what I just described, offering a tenant a lease with option on a property. Um, There's all kinds of regulations that make it almost impossible to do. But there's a workaround that not only works in Texas, it works everywhere, and uh, as I describe it to you, you'll see that it might be a viable option in any in any state. Okay, so back to our sandwich lease option: lease it f- with an option from the owner, with an option uh, and get an option to buy. That works in Texas. That works everywhere because the tenant there is you or your company. You're not a you know live, not living there. And it only prohibits lease options to people who will live there, right? You sublet it to the subtenant, you collect a spread on the rent. You're getting market rent, you're paying less than market rent to the owner. But you don't give an option to buy to the subtenant. If, if this is only going to work in an appreciating market. If the property is rented to the subtenant for two or three four years and you're getting nice little cash flow, um, then, when that tenant's lease is up, you carpet, paint it, throw it on the MLS, sell it, and then exercise your option from the owner, sell it to a third party, not the tenant. Does that make sense? So that that that's a strategy that you know that we call the Texas-style lease option because it's a workaround for their rules, but really that works anywhere as long as the market in particular where you're investing, is going up. If it's going down, it's not really going to work for you. It's not really worth it. Okay? Okay. The next one is what I call the fix and flip bailout lease option. (laughs) And this is going to be a good one for a lot of people in today's market who bought a property, fixed it up, And then put it on the market and realized, oops, either I paid too much and or I paid too much in repairs, I went over budget too much, and or prices were not what I thought for this property fixed up. I can't get what I thought. So you got a hard money loan on it your hard money loans come and do. You've been trying to list the property for three or four or five months. You've dropped the price. And at this point with realtor fees and closing costs, you're barely breaking even. You might even be losing money. Okay. Now, sometimes you got to, you know, you got to eat the loss and consider it a lesson learned. Um, Or refinance the property with a regular mortgage. Doesn't even have to be a 30-year fix that you can do a, you know, a three or a five-one arm because you're only going to have the property for a few years, then offer it to a tenant on a lease with option, okay? Now, how are you profiting now? Well, you're not using a realtor in this transaction. You're taking the listing off of the MLS. So that puts an extra 6% into the deal, right? Remember, we're going to sell the property on a lease with option for more, than we could for cash because we're offering generous um, creative terms. So maybe we mark the price up 6% from where it was on the MLS as a cash deal. So without the realtor fee, 6%, plus marking it up 6%, you just added 12% margin to a deal that had no margin. Does that make sense? And the best part is, If you buy a property and fix it and flip it within 12 months, it is considered an ordinary gain, which means you pay the highest tax rate. If you do what I described, where you refi it, put it on a lease with option, and the tenant buys the property after 12 months, after 12 months, it's a long-term capital gain, which maxes out at 20% rate. So twenty versus thirty five plus you know plus state. Definitely a good way to go. So it's a it's a good bailout or an alternative scenario for a fix and flip that doesn't doesn't have as much margin as you expected. Okay, What am I on? Was that five? or was that four? That was that was five. Thank you. Number six, number six, this is what I call the junker sandwich lease option now this would be a property that you do a normal sandwich lease option with but the property needs work maybe not like a total gut job but it needs some cosmetic work or you lease optioned it and it was in good shape but your subtenant that you put in there Destroyed the place and left and didn't buy the house. Now what do you do? In either case, it's the same. Okay. In either case, when you offer it to the tenant, it's a, instead of getting two or three or 4% down money, they put nothing down except repairs. So what happens is you advertise it as rent to own. This is my sign I used to use on, on, uh, on these deals. It was a, it was a really simple sign. It said rent, the number two own zero down the letter U hyphen fix. So rent to own zero down you fix. Oh my God. I used to get so many calls on that because everybody thinks they're a handyman and you know, a handyman deal sounds like a, a D de- like a bargain, like, like, Garage sale or an estate sale, foreclosure sale, It always <laughs> auction sale, it always sounds like a bargain, right? Um, but you really want to pick someone who has the the skill set to do the work. I learned that the hard way. Um, took me a few times to figure that one out. I also learned the hard way a couple of times that you make them do the work before they move in. Not move in and over the next two years you do the work as an exchange for your down. OK, so instead of asking um, for, you know, four or five thousand down as as non-refundable deposit, it's zero down. But you're going to pay market rent and you're going to pay market price or, and then some. But you have we're going to come up with a list of improvements that you're going to do before you take possession. You, we don't sign a lease. You don't take possession until the work is done. And when it's done then I will give you a credit for that in lieu of a, of a non refundable deposit so it's a win-win for everybody okay that's number six and the last one is similar sounds similar similar name but different strategy the fix-up lease option the fix-up lease option as opposed to the junker lease option So scenario might be you get a seller who's asking X for the property, right, fixer-upper. You uh, typically go get a hard money loan, which is going to cost you a bundle. Uh, Typically, probably a third of your profit, maybe more, depending on what kind of loan you get. Um, And then you would fix it up and sell it, pay off the lender. Okay. In order to do that, you have to calculate in the hard money costs when you're making your offer price to the seller. Now, instead of doing that, lease the property from the owner with an option to purchase this time as a an, with a higher price. And I like to do it as an AB, you know, offer a lot of you know that I like the AB scenario, so would you like offer A or offer B, Mr. Seller? So A might be the cash price um assuming i'm getting a hard money loan you know pretty low the lease option offer is a little higher because if the seller said if the seller is willing to wait six months to get his money i'll say listen i'll lease it from you for a dollar a month it's not livable it as is so it's, it's not a real lease the purpose of the lease is so you can get occupancy entry and a right to fix up the property right You fix it up, instead of getting a hard money loan, you're just paying a dollar a month on a lease, right? Then when it's all fixed up, you list it for sale, exercise your option and sell it to your buyer, okay? Now, why would you do that instead of the cash deal? Because if, let's say the hard money loan was gonna cost $20,000 total, you know, in points and fees and, you know, continuing payments and all that, right? If you could offer the seller um, X for a cash offer, or X plus ten thousand, or X plus fifteen thousand, anything up to twenty, right? So you can make it more profitable. Um, you might get the seller to be more open to your second offer because he gets more money but he gets it six months from now instead of you know when you sell it rather than right now if you just buy it with a hard money loan does that make sense so that's the fix-up lease option okay so to review the seven we have the principal residence lease option where you live in it the landlord lease option where you just own it and offer it to a lease option tenant The sandwich lease option, where you lease it and sublet it. The junker sandwich lease option, where you do the same thing, but with a property that needs work. The Texas-style lease option. The fix-up lease option. Did I miss one? One, two, three, four, five, six... I feel like I missed one there. Right, right. The junker, well, I, the junker sandwich lease option. Ah, that was the one I, that's right. The fix and flip one, right? The fix and flip bailout one, right? The fix and flip bailout. That's where you bought a property, paid too much, can't get your price, not much left in the deal for profit. So you turned it into a lease option instead. Okay. So lots of options and you know they're not mutually exclusive these you know you can combine and you know and tweak these things and use them together in all different ways I encourage you to to go over these in more detail in the uh, lease option course on legalwiz.com um to really you know dig into how these things work and and you know how you paper these things up for uh, documentation Okay uh so wrapping it up more tools equals more opportunities to find deals and solve problems and ultimately make money. That's really what it's about. Uh, if you just have a hammer, that's just one tool you can offer a seller as a solution. If you know the seller's problem, and you should, you sh- the more tools that you have in your toolbox, the more potential to offer something that the seller uh, will accept because it works for him. And you'll beat out your competition by having more um, tools available to you. Information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com.